Everyone right to go? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pop just with cockwomble <coughs> in the um in the subject line and nothing else. The banter and the bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! <laughs> Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. Alrighty, Beefhoppers. We're back with the horse whisperer herself, Louise Sedgman. How are you? I'm great. I'm Wonderful. great. And Matt Crummins is here. I just too. love I love that you just waved at an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let it slide. I didn't want her to feel uh, embarrassed. I've been at home with kids a long time, Matt. Anything could happen tonight. And Anything she's in, she's just dying to see another face that's not a kid's. I am. Human interaction. I'm so, so excited. So she's super, super that's excited. Because right. where are you based, Louise? You're out in the sticks, aren't you? Oh, only a little bit. We're an hour east of Melbourne and we're literally like less than 10K from the river that is metro versus regional. So I'm on the regional side, thankfully. That's hilarious that you say that you're, um, you know, you're, you're only, you know, you're a bit out of town, only an hour out of town. Because I know people who live in Fitzroy, and with the traffic, it still takes them an hour to get to town. So, yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, it's it's like ninety nine k's from Melbourne GPO to here. I think yeah, it's all relative, isn't it? But we've got you back for this year. How much yeah, do you remember so... about last year? Oh, everything. All last year was epic. Yeah, oh had a God, good time. that's terrifying. Yes. You remember it, everything it was, from last year. You know, <laughs> I certainly don't. But how good was it? It was. It was good fun. Right. So remind us what it what was. Tell us about your experience with last year. Oh my gosh! So I pre-recorded um, a couple of online videos photographing my own daughter and our horse. Probably not something I'd highly recommend doing. However, we survived. The whole family survived. And the horse. And uh, created. Yeah, the horse survived. <laughs> the horse, okay, got cool. her. She's here. And uh, clarification, Wes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she's still here, and um, it was really, really great. And yeah, provided two online videos that went for an hour and a half or whatever, and I think everybody liked them. I and you, you did, you, you presented that sort of live, like it was kind of recorded, but you also you were there live on the call, so it was kind of interactive yes, with a live shoot component. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. And this, um, tell me as well, because I think for those who haven't heard of, it's funny because before BFOP, um, I hadn't really, I'm not really across a lot of photographers and I hadn't heard much. And Nick said, oh, yeah, there's this, there's this lady. She's, um, she, she'd won this, it was the AIPP, dare I say it was the Animal Photographer of the Year? Yeah, 2018 AIPP Pet and Animal Victorian Photographer of the Year. So that was quite there exciting. You go. Yeah. Yes. So uh, this is not just, there's a lot of people who photograph horses, but not a lot of people who do it like you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's lots of people that photograph horses. I'm pretty passionate. I love it. And I'm constantly learning. So I'm always driven to try new things. Yeah. And I guess, I guess just, you know, taking a photo of a horse in a paddock, it's slightly different to turning it into a portrait shoot with children and other humans. Just a little bit. Yeah. Working with a anywhere up to thousand kilo animal with a very, very, 
uh, high-functioning brain of its own can be sometimes challenging, but mm. it's fun. I thought this, the, fir- the first part of that just gave me flashbacks of like <clears throat> Tom Putt selfies, a thousand kilo um, animal, but uh, then you said it was a high-functioning brain and I just, I oh, just, I mean, yeah, went straight Lost back to horse there. land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, uh, Louise. So last year, obviously, it was a lot of fun. But you're relatively new to BFOPing. You've been there. You've been up to Bright once. Yes. And you've been with us on the online once. What do you actually? What What's your experience of BFOP? How would you describe BFOP to people who have never been before? Oh, oh my God! If you if you are even the slightest bit interested in any kind of photography, you need to be here. Like you can't not be here. If I wasn't a presenter, I would be here as a spectator and and in someone who was taking part in it. It's it's about the coolest thing that you can possibly do for your photography. Is there anything in particular that sort of stands out for you? Yeah, I think just the calibre of the presenters. Like, and I'm please don't think I'm talking about myself in any, you know, way, shape or form, but there's so much incredible talent and such a diversity of people involved in the entire, you know, festival. So it's and and it's cheap. Like, oh my God, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on workshops and yet you can come to BFOP and get, you know, access to incredible content for next to nothing. It's huge. When when Louise was talking about the, the caliber of the instructors there, Matt, all I could just see a grin widening on your oh, face I know. a little bit. My fa- I was hoping to get a name drop in there, but um you know, that's oh, cool. Absolutely. Next time. Next just... time. Next time. <laughs> well that Nick Fletcher. Anyway. <laughs> Nick Fletcher, who doesn't even know his own website URL, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your what's your horse's name that was part of the shoots last year, Louise? Flossy. Flossy. Yeah. Is Flossy making a Flossy. return this year? No, got a couple of different horses this year. Actually, I'm pretty excited about the horses that we're going to get to use. One of them, I mean, I love them both. They're both incredible horses, but one of them is exceptional. Like from an animal point of view, horse flesh point of view, he is to die for. He's a, uh, without going on and on about horses, he's a um, a registered drum horse, which is not a common breed of horse. So they were traditionally used as the parade horses. You know how the rider sits on top and they actually steer with their feet and they have the great big drums on either side and they sit there, boom, boom, boom. And oh, horses, wow. And like so like that, in the opening credits of Aladdin, is it? Yeah, I think so. Like, da, da, da. No? Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he's a drum horse. So he's black and white, looks like a Clydesdale, two blue eyes, um, very handsome stallion, and he's just a spunk. Like he's drop-dead gorgeous when it comes to horse flesh. So um, I have photographed him once before, and he's a bloody rock star, so I know that like the workshop with Oki is going to be exceptional. And then we have a beautiful um, Palomino mare who's quite young and very delicate and beautiful. And she's just going to be tops against the black background. It's going to be amazing. So you say black background though, Louise? Yes. Yeah. So both my workshops this year are black background. So my first workshop with Oki is using just natural light and I'll be talking about the setup and camera stuff, um, safety around horses, which is really important, particularly for anyone that doesn't have a, um, a background with horses at all. So definitely be covering that. Um, setting up for the shoot, getting the horse ready, and then a whole heap on posing and lighting. 
And then my second workshop, which is also a black background workshop, I'll cover a few of those little things, but just a bit different. And this one's actually going to be using studio lighting. So playing with some dramatic lighting effects, maybe some colored gels um, and going a little bit behind the scenes in terms of what I'm using and, and how I'm doing it. And it should be fairly exciting. I think I'm excited. How do the horses go with studio lighting? Um, I use constant, constant. light mm -hmm. and yeah, and I will be talking. I'm not, I'm not opposed to strobes. So horses can, you can use strobes around horses, but some of them are a little bit hit and miss. So some horses don't react at all to it and others not so much. So for me, it's constant light. I guess the other thing is, um, and I will be talking about it on my workshop, but the kind of lights that I use are lights that if they got ran into by a horse, which can easily happen i'm not going to cry if that happens sounds pretty cool i'm actually looking forward to it i really enjoyed your workshops last year and i think actually in bright uh watching your workshops um, was absolutely amazing just seeing some of the stuff that you pull off and since then i've been following you on facebook and i'll tell you what it's a hell of a facebook feed oh yeah. making me blush thanks uh, matt <laughs> oh, it's I just the caliber of our instructors louise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, matt, bye -bye. By far, you have to be so, one of the best, possibly the best. Um, yeah, thank you. It's it's yeah, it's really nice to be a part of BFOP actually. It's it's yeah, it's amazing. And I would assume that the, the all of the stuff that you're going to cover, the principles and techniques and things like that, they're not going to be exclusive to just horses. If I want to pretend my dog in the backyard's a horse, am I going to be able to use some stuff that I've learned from your workshop? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And I'm I mean I'd like to say that is the kind of thing that you could perhaps follow along on the day if you wanted to have a black background set up and kind of walk along with me a little bit. I don't know how easy it would be with a horse um, because I think you'd have to stay pretty close to kind of see what I'm doing and then be able to turn around and photograph. But um, certainly dogs, any animals, actually, any animal you want to put in front of a black background, this will apply to. Hear that, Tom Putt? Any animal at all. Any animal. Oh, Tom would look amazing on a black background. This is a really odd one. Um, have you ever heard of a thing called pony play? When you started saying, Wes said, oh, does this apply to anything else? I just had these wild flashbacks of there was a show on TV ages ago and it was like people's weird, weird things. And there's one called pony play where people genuinely dress up in like, like um, human shaped, like, like fit for human horse like bridles and saddles and they literally just it's not a sexy thing it's just they just gallop around the yard and stuff like they're they're horses it definitely yeah, doesn't it. it definitely doesn't sound like a sexy thing it, uh, it sounds you know, there like there is a but, bondage element to it i have to say without going down the gutter there oh is really because you bondage element to it i think there has to be and i have seen some of it <laughs> um i i prefer my horse gear on a horse personally yeah. but hey, whatever floats your boat <laughs> I t anyone who wants to youtube it just YouTube it. There is a, there's a very PG version of it in YouTube, but it's, it's quite hilarious. It might give you some inspiration if you don't have a horse at home. It's really hilarious. Uh, whatever jobs pay the bills, <laughs> right, Louise? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So are you? Um, what's the split going to be with your workshops between pre-recorded stuff and live stuff this year? Ooh, this is exciting. Uh, it's all live. All live? Oh, my God. I know, right? What could go wrong? We're working kids and animals and then live streams it. Only, you know, all of us amazing people at people. No, I'm going to do it live, actually. I'm going to give it a crack. I've spoken to Matt and got some good tech advice and 
what's the worst possible thing that can happen? Lots well, of, I, I could lots, probably start with the list if you want. But. Lots of horse poo. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Nah. Horse poo on camera gear. I'm thinking a laptop nah. with a hoof in it. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, but we should be right, I reckon. It's probably more like he's a boy. One of the horses is a boy and he's all boy. So that could make an appearance. And it often does. They often relax during a shoot. Can you live uh, pixelate that on Zoom? Just out of curiosity. Um, I don't know how no. to do that. No. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hear that everybody. But, I mean, if uh, <laughs> if you're after the show, Louise Sedgman broadcasting live. Relaxed male horse um theme Stallion. Relaxed stallion. male stallion. Yeah, no, we there are gonna go. go live, Wes, in all seriousness. Um it, it could be fabulous, it could be hilarious. It's, I think it'll it's be gonna all be of what that. it's gonna be. We're gonna give it a crack. We're gonna give it a fair dinkum crack. Oh, I think it'll be all of that. That sounds pretty wonderful. Yeah, I think it needs to be a bit interactive. I think, you know, people are a bit funny about Zoom at the moment, and I think, you know, going live and I mean, if it's anything like last year's beef op, it's going to be epic. The whole festival will be incredible, regardless of what media it comes to you. I almost, like, I'm going to sit here. I've got a couch in the studio just behind me, and over there on that wall there's a huge screen, and I'm just going to prop up here with a bottle of wine and some popcorn. Just spend the entire three days up here. <laughs> just recovering from that horse injury after the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. never, you may never invite me back. I might not be able to show my face again if it all goes that pear shape. Well, no, no I think I think that'd probably be the highlight of the festival if it goes that way anyway. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I reckon it'd be an amazing bloopers reel in that. Well, team, the tickets for BFOB are obviously on sale as we speak. We've actually extended our early bird tickets out until I think it's the 13th of September. So they're reduced down from $149.95 down to $129.95. So jump in there nice and early. Um yeah, it's. I think you know what, with over fifty hours worth of workshops and content on there, if you broke that down, you're talking about two dollars forty a workshop or something. Oh, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and you get to watch the recordings, which is so many people have referred back to the recordings after the festival. It's it's been pretty cool. So, 100%. so yeah. how long how long will they be available for for people to actually go back and watch, Matt? Well, we've said six months this time because last time apparently I wasn't specific enough when I said we'll be removing them just before the next festival. And, of course, we did that and some people said, where did they go? Mm. So, um, yeah, so it'll be six months, which is plenty of time, realistically. If you're still on our website after six months, you really need to get a hobby. Um, so, uh, yeah. Like photography, maybe? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, good. It's good to be able to access the content, though. Definitely, especially because yeah, there's going to be there's, people are going to have some drinks and there's going to be some information not retained and things like that. So it's good to be able to go back That's and reference it. that. Absolutely. Oh, we've actually had some really cool. Um, Nick and I have been chatting about our shenanigans night, and so there's some pretty cool ideas for that. We've got some really cool prizes as well coming through from our sponsors, which is exciting. So lots to look forward to. Won't give anything away just yet, but definitely jump on there, grab your ticket. And, uh, and join in because, I mean, even if you didn't think it was going to be any good, let's face it, what else are you going to be doing on October 8th to 10th? Sitting at home just watching yourself in the mirror? Nah, not in it. Well, that's what Tom would have been doing. Probably. probably I'm going to be probably, with you guys. He probably I'm, still will. And look, make sure, be... make sure you signed up to the mailing list. Make sure you're part of the Facebook group as well because that's where obviously all the bulk of information goes out when new things arise and I'm sure that there'll be information going out about the competitions, the prizes, the workshops in the lead up to the festival. Can I give you one little hint? There's going to be a workshop 
um, that's that's going to happen prior to the festival. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a little throwback to um, to last year and some of the shenanigans. You might have uh, enjoyed watching Nick Fletcher's face get photoshopped onto a whole myriad of things. So we're going to host a <laughs> workshop prior to the festival called How to Use Photoshop to Make Your Friend Look Dumb. And we'll be providing several cut-out facial expressions, uh, pre-cut for you, of Nick Fletcher. And we'll be having a competition to see who can come up with the most creative version of Nick's alter ego. Oh, so, I love um, it. Yeah, there's That's there's great. some good some good things to happen. I tell you what, there's a pretty good prize for that one as well. So um, yeah, I'm not not just the glory. <laughs> I reckon we should. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'd love to Although see. Karen Dobie will like just smash that. Yeah, I want to see what Karen comes up with. But I do notice <laughs> Matt. Probably will, but I reckon we could all have a lot of fun trying. Mm-hmm. I can't help but notice Matt. Nick is not present on this episode of the podcast. Is when he listens to this, is this the first he's going to hear about this competition? Uh, no, he has definitely heard about this. He's protested it um, to no end. Um, so I thought whilst he's not here to shut it down immediately, I'd announce it. Um, and just so he knows it's out there now, mm. people know about it. You know, people have already signed up to that workshop. Don't, don't, don't hurt them. Don't spoil it. Don't break their hearts. Just run with it. Be the puppet that we want you to be, Nick. Well, there you yeah. go, Nick. It's out there. So um, no take backsies. <laughs> no Indian given. Sounds good. I can't wait. Louise, it's fantastic to see you and I cannot wait to see what unfolds during your live workshops. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Matt. I'm very excited to be here and I have no idea what's going to unfold, but whatever it is, it'll be great. You're going to have to be there to see it. So come to BFOP 2021. We do not want to miss it. See you there, kids. There's something almost mystical about Louise's work. Obviously, horses are just phenomenal creatures, but the quality of the work that Louise creates is just on another level. The way she handles the horses and also the people that are in the shots as well is just beautiful and absolutely gorgeous. So if you're into animal photography at all or you just love horses or you want to find out some ways to improve your portrait work, make sure you don't miss out on Louise's workshops at the festival. Obviously, uh, as we say every week, make sure you are signed up to the mailing list. Make sure you're a part of the Facebook group so you don't miss out on any upcoming information. And obviously, make sure you got your tickets because it won't be long and we will all be at BFOP.